0: Hello, everybody. Lovely to um, be with you again for another episode of my parenting podcast. Uh, so pleased that week in, week out, you're joining me and uh, making a difference for our children. It's it's wonderful. And I get really good feedback from everyone. So um really glad that you're enjoying it. And thank you once again for joining me. Uh, this week, I'd really like to talk to you about a topic that I... <laughs> It's funny because I get a little bit um, bit leery about, I suppose. And that is when I hear, and I, I hear it quite a lot, when people say, um, my child's not listening. Or um, feedback at the end of the day is, well, you know, they weren't listening very well today. And it's something that I get triggered about, actually, because I truly believe, as I often say this, I truly believe that um, our children are born with ears. they're born to be able to hear and we have to teach them how to listen it seems to be like a given that children will automatically listen but when i really what i want to do for you today is is really strip back and take a look at the whole process of how a child how a child learns to listen because it isn't something that they will automatically do um and also, the other topic that goes hand in hand with that one is focus. You know sometimes I hear parents saying that particularly when children are ready to go to school, it's my child is not focusing, I need them to you know sit down focus get get really focused on what they're doing, and again, I strip that back and I think, what does that even mean? So if we're using those, these might they might interchange and we kind of look at both of these simultaneously. but um from a point of view uh, about listening, I think that as I say, children are Born to hear, they they that's what they're born to do with their ears. Um, I know that sounds pretty obvious, but um, but when it comes to listening, I always think about coming back to how we listen, and have a think about something or a topic that you're really interested in. Now, let's say it's my parenting podcast, which I hope it is. Um, but you know, you're really interested in listening to how, like all sorts of topics about bringing up your children, how you interact with your children, how you um, get them to do as you ask them to do, um all of that. So you're really interested in my podcast. And therefore, you will tune in, you will focus and you will listen to what I'm saying. And sometimes when I'm listening to someone's podcast, I look to see how long it is. And if it's something that I'm not really I think, oh, you know, I should and ought kind of listen to that. It might be good. It might not be. And then I see it's for half an hour. I think, oh, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to focus for half an hour and listen to everything that person's saying. Because, again, when sometimes you sit back or sometimes I put something on in the car... And my mind wanders, and I'm thinking about something else. And suddenly, I realise I've gone a whole chapter through a book, and I'm not listening to, or chapter through, you know, a podcast or whatever. I'm actually not listening to what that person has said. And therefore, my mind has just been wandering somewhere else. So therefore, I'm not listening. And therefore, I'm not focused. If it's something that I think, oh, I might be, I might not be interested in this. Am I going to be focused and am I going to be listening? Probably not. But you give me something that I really do enjoy listening to. Um and I will then look at see how long the podcast is for. And if that's half an hour, sometimes I think, Oh, I really like listening to Rob Dial. You know I'm a fan of Rob Dial. I've mentioned him a few times now. Um, but you know, I I love listening to his podcasts um and, and the information and the content that he he puts out there and I will be so focused for that half an hour, I will take everything he says on board and I will usually do something with that information afterwards. You know, and I'll put something into action. So, essentially, what I'm saying here is when, when you're interested, and when something is exciting for you, and something you want to do, something you're engaged in, you will listen and you will focus at 100 miles an hour. If you're not interested in something, you're not. not, Neither of those two are going to work. You're not going to listen. You're not going to focus. Your brain's going to go off somewhere else. You're going to think about other things, and off you go. But The difference is, I suppose, is that nobody's going to tell me in the car that I shouldn't be thinking about something else. Nobody's going to hold me to account. If I don't listen, if I don't focus on that, you know, that podcast at that time, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, we then come back to our children and I think they're three, they're four, they're five, they're in early years, they're little. They're learning about absolutely everything that's going on around them at the moment. And I always think how exciting this world must be for these children, because every day is a new day. They don't have the same worries and concerns that we have as adults. And therefore, every day is a new, exciting day. And they literally live in the moment with whatever task they've got in hand in front of them. They live in that moment. Therefore, they react in the moment they will listen in the moment, they will focus in the moment, they will um, express their feelings in the moment, express their emotions, they will show their emotions in a moment. And I think, I always think to myself, if somebody is saying they're not listening, I always have to come back and say, well, what are you asking them to listen to? How how engaged are you helping your child to be? How interesting is the activity that you want them to be doing? Is is it of interest to them or is it of interest to you? Because if it's of interest to them, they will listen and they will focus. Now, I read a story with a group of children the other day and they were all really like... Um, they were a little bit hyped up, it was nearly tea nearly tea time, there was about twelve children, and they were all getting a little bit hungry, and I thought, right, I need to help them take their mind and their thoughts away from their dinner just while we're serving it up, and I need to engage them in something else. So I I got this I picked the first book up and I thought, right, okay guys, let's read a story. And you know, the way I read a story is that I completely get them engaged with it. It's not just about reading a story, reading the words out of the book. You know, I talk about the characters in there. I make it fun. I think, okay, if we're talking that like, this particular book was a, a rhyming book, so they could guess what the next word is. So I completely got them involved. And, you know, within about five minutes, I had all of those 12 children thoroughly focused, thoroughly listening to everything that I was saying, um, simply because... I made it. I knew that they would like a story. They always love reading a story. They love reading out loud. They love engaging in a story. So therefore, they will be focused on that story. If I just sat there and just said, right, guys, we're going to sit down and read a story. And I just literally read the book. I would have lost their interest in about 20 seconds flat. Nobody would have been listening. Nobody would have been focused. But how many times have I seen that? Um, in all sorts of different places. And when, when people come to me and when I go and see schools and, you know, interact with different people, I think, you know, the children are always blamed for not listening. So if you're not making it engaging, if I hadn't made that story engaging enough, I, if I wasn't built the way I was and the way I think about children and their development and upbringing and how we engage with them, you know, I would have been saying, sit still, you're not listening. If you don't sit still, you're going to leave the group. You're not focused. Just sit still. Just stop it. I'm trying to read a story. It would have become an absolute shit show, to be fair. I'm just going to say it how it is. It would have become a shit show Um, because and, and then they would have got the blame for that in normal circumstances because they're not listening. They're not focused. But I have to come back all the time. So much of my practice I talk about now is not about the child. It's not about changing our child. It's about engaging with them in a very different way to help them be focused, to help them listen. Because every child has got the ability to listen to you. But if you don't engage them and if you don't teach them and show them and guide them and make it fun, make it interesting for them, they're never going to listen. They're never going to be focused. I had one dad once um, a little while ago, and he said to me, I'm really concerned. You know, he's not focusing on anything. He's got to go to school soon and he really needs to sit down and get focused. And I said, well, you know, what are you trying to get him to do to be focused? And he said, well, I, I need him to sit down, start writing his name. I said, But how How are you getting to do that with him? And of course, he was just he just had like I'm never a fan, but it, it's um, photocopyable sheets and it was drawing over the, the letters. And I just think, oh, there's so many different ways that we can do that that's much more interesting. And I, and I said to him, you know, we, we primarily, we do all of that stuff when the children are ready for it, of course. And there is definitely a time and a place for that sort of um, work. That's fine. But when there's so little, I reframed it. And I said, let's come back and look at what focus is. And I said to him, tell me what he really enjoys. And of course, he loved running around. He loved climbing trees. And it was particularly the climbing trees that we got really focused on ourselves, actually, talking together. And uh, he said that, you know, to see him climbing a tree is unbelievable, especially if it's a different tree that he's climbing. He's got to work his way up, he's got to figure out where to put his hands, figure out where to put his feet. I said to him, you tell me how focused he was. And it really took him back because it was like, God, yeah, he does. He really does focus when he's interested in something that is of interest to him he will be focused and that that's that's really nice and that really helped him but i also said to him i understand completely that there are some things that we have no choice our children need to focus on you know schoolwork and and academic achievement and all of that but it really does come back to how the teacher makes it interesting for the children and if it's interesting and engaging and fun and she's enthusiastic, he's enthusiastic and happy and, you know, really getting the children involved, then they certainly will be focused and they certainly will be listening. And I again, I always go back to those teachers that you had when when you're at school. Everybody's got the teacher where you go, oh, I loved that teacher. They were absolutely brilliant. I had a brilliant time with them. I loved maths. You know, my son absolutely loved GCSE maths. Um and you know, for me, it was like, oh my goodness, it's like pulling teeth. But he really enjoyed it. But it, and then the following year, he had a different teacher. Hated math. Hated maths. Excuse me. He hated maths. And I go back and I think when we talked about that, it was the different style of teaching, the different style, the way the teacher interacted with him doing his GCSE maths. So I remember his his first um it was first year and second year gcse so there were different teachers and the first year we did blindingly well the second year was a real struggle the first year the teacher she changed the activity every five minutes and one of the five minutes was to stand up, do something to move their body, sit back down. The next bit was board work. The next minute was theory. The next minute was question and answer. And he absolutely thrived on it because he was engaged. He was listening. He was focused. He enjoyed what she was doing. She completely engaged the children. Um, but you see, the next year when he had a different teacher, it was all about... Everything was on the board. It was very boring. You know, there was no life to it. You can see even when I talk in my voice, it was different, you know. And and consequently, Sam found that really hard to engage with maths anymore because of the style of teacher that he had, you know. So we have to, we really have to take the responsibility. This is one thing that I'm about all the time now is us, as the experienced adult, whether we're a teacher, whether we're a parent, we have to take the responsibility that we have to manage our children. We have to be responsible in teaching them how to listen, teaching them how to focus. Children will always naturally focus on something that they will enjoy. And sometimes if they're in the right environment, like when I look at my children at Forest School, they're, they're engaged you know, if I if we go off and we're we're going to the big dip or we're going to climb trees or whatever, they are totally engaged because, you know, they love doing that type of activity. That's great. But times when we're sitting at the table and they're just waiting for their dinner and they're getting a little bit cranky and they're getting a little bit hungry, I have to engage them. I can't blame them for sitting there. moving around, getting frustrated, feeling hungry, getting too loud. You know, they're doing whatever their body needs to do at that time because they're waiting for their dinner. But if they're not engaged, they're going to become disruptive. Then we're going to say they're not listening. Then we're going to say they're not focusing. And at those times, sometimes when we need to as teachers and parents, we have to take that step back and say, right, okay, we're going to do this activity, but we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it exciting. We're going to make it engaging. And it's our responsibility to make that happen for our children because that's the only way we get a different outcome. It would have been a very different outcome the other day had I not done that. It would have been disruptive. They would have been all over the place. Some of them would have started crying. Some of them would have started poking each other. That's just what they do. But because I sat there and said, right, we're going to read a book, I completely took their focus away from the thought of dinner straight into thinking about this story, really great story that we read together, got them completely engaged. By the time they were finished, dinner was ready. So they turned around and they, they, were, they were calmer. They were more grounded because I would completely involve them in an activity. So, you know, it's very difficult. I find it really difficult when I hear people saying, you know, they've, they've not been listening today. They've not been focused today particularly listening you know i'm i'm i get my heckles go up because i just think well what have you done to engage them and help them in listening um but it's not always that easy i really appreciate that it's not always that easy when what you don't know you don't know at the end of the day and and i think we really must take that language out and and not say they're not listening because the other the other way that you really see whether a child's listening as well is you need to get down to their eye level, their their eye level. When you need to have a little conversation with them about anything, you've got to give them the, the right environment for them to be able to listen. You can't be calling a child across the room or across the field or whatever, calling them when they're so engaged in activity running or whatever and calling them back. And then when they've come back, you're not listening to me you're not listening you didn't come back well that's because they're engaged and focused in something over there you know so we really have to take that responsibility that we are there to teach them and guide them and show them how to listen they won't automatically do it and we then can't blame them if in times where you know we want them to be focused on something like like my dinner time we want them to be focused on something else we can't expect them to suddenly switch onto us unless we make it exciting and engaging because children listen all the time then, like we do. And I really encourage you to have a think of all the activities that you think, yeah, that's when I listen. That's when I'm focused. And when do you not listen? And when do you not focus? Because there'll be plenty of times that that's happening. Um, but we don't get told off for it. The children do. And I find that frustrating. So I hope I hope that kind of helps clarify what how I see listening and how I see focus and how you can Pick up on a few things there as to how you can encourage and help your children um, to listen and to focus, because it certainly has to come from us. It's not about them at this point. It has to come from us and what we do. OK, I'll speak to you soon.